Welcome to a brand new episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem. It's the podcast that takes a look behind the scenes of the fantasy football industry through interviews with some of your favorites in the business. It was my pleasure to sit down with a great dude, Hoove, someone you might know from In Between Media. Our conversation included Hoove's rad fashion sense, action figures, karaoke songs, finding a gig in the fantasy football space, how he got started playing fantasy football, his 49ers fandom, and a lot more. Make sure to give Hoove a follow on Twitter, or X if that's your jam, at HooveTube. Follow me at DKCKSum, and the podcast at GetReal underscore pod. This podcast is a proud member of the DAP Network. And now, here's my conversation with Hoove on Get Real with Casey Kasem. I never know how to start the podcast anyway. Like, you know, it's like, how do you do a transition from like just having a normal chat? Now I have to go back and pretend I wasn't talking to you. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. So if you guys don't know, we're getting real tonight with Hoove. Hoove. What's up, Hoove? Yo, what up, Casey? How you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing, you know, very happy to have you on the show. I was going to say excited. I'm trying to keep myself from saying excited as all the time because that's like so the excited. word. I'm so excited. But yes, I'm, I'm very thrilled, jazzed and pumped that you're on the show tonight. And I think a lot of the listeners are as well. We've been talking about this for a while. I remember like Beard, he threw it out there like a few months ago and I'm like, I can't commit to it yet because the draft night out, but we will have this happen. We will, we will get it to go so i'm glad we finally got it we're finally yeah. doing it. so it took a little bit three weeks into the season I yeah said, i said week one i was gonna make it happen but we're here you know, it's, it's 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 my fault you know it's always my fault it's because it's not your fault it's, it's it's my life's fault there's too much going on to take a second out to podcast you know yeah so well since we have started the podcast and everybody is going to get to know you. We'll, we'll, we'll plug all your stuff. We'll do all that stuff as we go, but okay. So you're in Wisconsin. Is that correct? I am in Wisconsin. I'm proudly for the summer, but winter is, I'm not proud to be Wisconsin. <laughs> have you lived there all your life? I have, I have a family from Indiana. My dad's from Goshen, Indiana. He was at the, the, game, the Notre Dame game where they filmed Rudy. So that's like where he's from and he moved up here when they were having me. So I've been in Wisconsin my whole life, 24 years, almost 25. Woo, so, big, yeah, it's crazy. One day I will leave, but I'm enjoying it right now. You know? Well, so are what are you a fan of? What team are you a fan of? It depends on what you ask. Like, Okay, so let's go. Let's go. Well, I don't know what sports all you watch. So what all are the sports that you watch? What are your teams with those sports? So I'm really kind of all over, you know, like. I'm not a Packers fan, even though my mom's a Packers owner. I'm actually going to the the Packers Thursday night game next week, and we have season tickets. We've had the gold package forever. So um, I like to kind of go to the games to show that I'm still an NFL fan, but overall I'm still a 49ers fan. Bang, bang, Niner gang, whoever. (laughs) Um, And plus I feel like I'm still a Packers owner being a 49ers fan because we just whoop that ass every playoff. So, you know, I feel like a Packers owner with my mom in a sense. but I am local for college football and college basketball. Go Badgers. So I love the Badgers, and I love, look forward to watching them every every uh, every fall and during March, March Madness, even though we always get bounced like after the second round, unless it's like a random year. But most of the time we suck, um, just being real. And then Brewers, go. I'm local. You ever want to talk Brewers? I don't watch all the games because I just know as a Brewers fan, I'm always going to get let down. Like, yeah, we'll probably win our division, but we'll just get bounced. It's just realistic expectations from Badgers and Brewers fans all over. And then uh, with the NBA, I used to associate myself with a Knicks fan as a Knicks fan, but I can't do that anymore. I just, I've had like three seasons of being a free agent as an NBA fan. And (laughs) I feel like it's almost time that I I can commit to a team without it being like a bandwagon team, but I don't want them to be too good. So we're going to kind of scout this year, see uh, see what teams might might get me to become a fan. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Well, people can kind of, if you guys want to tweet who, if you can kind of give your opinion on who he needs yeah. to be. Yeah, who should on. I become a fan of? <laughs> let me know. Yeah. So join your franchise. You let me know. I'm right now, like the first time, I, this is how I knew I wasn't a Knicks fan, true and true, because I wanted to root for the Knicks. 
but I just couldn't do it. Like all my friend, all my friends were picking all the good teams at one point, like the Heat and the Lakers and the Celtics. I'm like, I want to pick a team that no one roots for. I'm gonna pick the Knicks, and it's just been awful. It's been miserable, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And then once I got to see the Bucks win a World Championship, I'm like, this was actually fun to watch and root for a team and and commit to every game on Tuesdays and Saturdays and Sundays. So. I kind of like was rooting more for the Bucks than I ever did for the Knicks. I'm like, this just seems bandwagon. I just got to unassociate myself with the Knicks and go like three years without committing to a team. So here so, I am. Let me know what team should I go to. Yeah, you got a free agent right here. QB1. QB1. Well, I'm surprised that you're uh, such good friends with my father because he's a Cowboys fan and you being a 49ers fan, you know. You know. Quest for six is real. I mean, I feel like it's our year. I, I'll bet my hair on that. I was actually, I wanted to come on this show. I love my hair. My girlfriend hates my hair. So I told her I was going to cut it after the expo. And I'm like, I, I, I'm not ready yet. You know, I feel like this is a good look. I like this look. So I'm not ready yet. But I wanted to come on your podcast to make a bet with her. That oh. The 49ers don't win the Super Bowl. I will cut my hair for her. There we uh, go. Okay, so. guys. I mean, listen, y'all. That is some big news. That is that is some big news. And if you guys, if y'all don't know what a hoof looks like, well, obviously you should. And, but you know, he's got some nice hair and he's got some nice hair going and, you know, we'll see it's if it gets a long time. And this is the longest I've ever grown it. I have like always had the kind of Ryan Reynolds, Justin Bieber kind of hairstyle. So the fact that it's like going down this low, this is intense. So if I lose my hair, I will be very, very sad. So but I feel it. I believe in Brock Purdy. I believe that this is the year. And even though the Cowboys, I got to give credit to your dad. The Cowboys defense is real. Yeah. But I think that we're just that much better. I think that also the Eagles and the Cowboys just beating on each other throughout the whole year. That's going <laughs> to really come down and, and make an impact. And plus, we know, we know, I don't have to say it. We know the Cowboys always choke. It's not even like I have to make go in. We know. So until they beat that, I think honestly, if it came down to the 49ers Cowboys NFC Championship, I would be happy for I'd be happy for your dad. You know, the fact that they actually made it that far. And then afterwards, then it's like baby steps. It's like you want a playoff game, you're in the NFC championship, then you can grow on that and I'll be I'll be happy for you after we get our sixth ring. That you can come and join us at six and then we can do quest for seven instead. All right. So Casey's dad. I love Casey's dad. Like I said earlier, we're best friends. So I'm I'm rooting for you in 2024, but 2023, bang, bang, Niner gang, all the way. How you doing? All right. Bang, bang. He's about to cut his hair off. So I'll just, I mean. Nah, we'll hopefully not. Hopefully we're going to see it down to like. No, we'll see. Shoulders or something. Okay. Okay. I can, I can get with that. I can get with that. So. Trevor Lawrence. Very Trevor Lawrence. Yes. So. When did you start playing fantasy football? When did I when did I start playing fantasy football? I started um, in seventh grade. I think that this is kind of one of the reasons why I love fantasy football so much is because uh, it was like one of the first years I ever did it. And I just kind of like drafted a team. I remember I drafted Aaron Rodgers in the first. And now looking back, I'm like, that is just terrible. Because even when he's good, he's not a fantasy quarterback. I love Aaron. That's my boy. But not a fantasy quarterback by any means. There's always a better option, whether it's a, back then Drew Brees or Peyton Manning. But I won. And I remember on the morning announcements, they would announce who won that week. And I ended up picking up Maurice Jones-Drew before he dropped like 44. And it carried me to a championship and it just felt so good in front of the whole school like that I was the fantasy winner. So that was my first year. And it's, rookies, it's always rookie's luck. So then you get committed and here I am. After many, many seasons of losing after that one, I am ready to get hurt once again. So I love it. I love it. They always say, like, with drugs in school, like, be careful. This is addictive. But then they don't tell you about fantasy football. They're like, hey, come join this mock draft. They're not going to tell you how addictive it is. And you're just going to be in 15 leagues doing best ball, IDP, all these ones. And before you know it, you're like, I just can't turn them down anymore, even for a mock draft. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe they'll have something like Dare come out uh, and go over. That you know what? Too many Matthew fantasy Barry, leagues. <laughs> if you're listening, I think I think like Matthew Berry should put out something like Dare 
for for fantasy football. Like this is an addictive, addictive subject. <laughs> what is it? The addictive material. You know, be warned. I think that he should yes. do that. Well, so you said that you're still in that league, right, from the very beginning, the first league. No, I you're can't not. do that. No, you can't I, do it. Okay, I was going to ask. I graduated, you so I feel like it would be wrong to go back and play with middle schoolers. Well, I'm just saying, you know, I don't know who's in your league or what 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 it was all. I've I'm in a few leagues, you know, like um, I kind of recently wanted to like really dive into the industry. I felt like doing more home leagues and stuff. Like the value in players was just really off. And like I love those guys to death. But when you're talking about fantasy to people and you want to like give out good advice, Brian Robinson going for like Samaji Pirine right now is not an even trade, you know? So I love those guys, but now having people that are consistently like working with rankings and stuff like that, it's so much easier to make moves that are fair. And, uh, and yeah, so like I'm in a lot of best ball leagues with people in the industry. Um, I'm in my league that I'm going to do every year with my girl, Tootsie Pop, Rachel, love you, Rachel. I know you're probably watching right now. Um, every year we're doing one with the people in the industry and of course, I got a few fun ones. I got like a four-person one with my with my family right now, kicking ass, taking names in that one. Uh, I think that's the perfect lineup. And then I have a work one too. That that's my highest-paying one, seventy-five bucks. I know that's that's nothing to most people, but to me, that that's something. All right, seventy-five bucks in an eight-man league. The cha-ching. Right. Line we, up. we only do 20 in ours each person. So. Like, oh really? Yeah. That's my big league. Do <laughs> like thousands of dollars i'm like you guys are nuts that's a gambling yeah game. drop the number but yeah well also when i was 25 or 24 like yeah 700 you know when you do the math and you get that much money back like yeah you feel you feel real good like yeah i'm a, put cheap, ass. I'm a cheap ass i'd probably invest it i'd be really smart and be <laughs> like you know what this is gonna pay for my trip deck to the expo next year there you go. I'm already planning my trip. I think that's terrible. No, it's not terrible at all. It's it's good to be prepared and not slack up on it. So yeah, get a, get a start on it now. I'm like pushing the IBT crew. Hey, shout out IBT. If you're watching, go ahead and check out the merch, go buy a shirt, go buy a hat, something. But uh, we're like, I'm already pushing on them. Like, hey guys, like let's go to the draft, you know, like six months away. Like, are we going to really wait a whole year to see each other? Like, I don't think so. So six months away, let's go to the draft, just hang out, a mini expo weekend. And they're like, Hoop, it is week two. You need to chill. And I'm like, come on. I, mean, I just miss you guys. I miss you. <laughs> I love you. I how do you chill? It, it does suck that you only get to see these people once a year. And... It is tragic. Yeah, it is. Well, let's talk about that. We'll get into your adventure into the fantasy football industry into the world the space and all of that but yeah you brought up the expo you brought in up in between media but like how did you stumble into actually putting out content honestly it's kind of a crazy journey for me you know a lot of people when they see me they see the upbeat guy but i'm gonna be real and i'm gonna get real for a second talk about something a little serious so i feel like this was probably a good platform to do it let's get real casey Kasem. yeah Okay, so um, when I first started, I was just, I really didn't know what I was, what I wanted to do. You know, I felt like there were so many things that I was good at, you know, I don't really do content like this anymore, but I got a few tricks up my sleeve, baby. All right, I can, I don't, I want to be modest and not name all these things, but I used to do impressions and I could sing and I can dance and just do like, just little things, you know, I don't, I don't view myself as an analyst overall, I view myself 100% as like an artist that talks about sports. So like people are like, oh, you suck as an analyst. I'm like, good, because I'm not one. So <laughs> I hope I'm not, you know. But um, when I first started, I wanted to just find an outlet. I was just like in a really bad place mentally. I was living in a, I was renting out a one bedroom, like with a buddy at the time with my girlfriend. We had two dogs in the small space and it was just, it was, I was just not in a good mental space at the time. And I, even though I felt like being a, an influencer when you're not in that kind of mental space is the right thing to do, I needed something and I needed to, and the one thing that I always loved doing was entertaining people, even as a kid, you know, I did talent shows and just even like the class clown in school, just always wanted to make people laugh. 
And so I felt like I could use all those talents with making content. And even when I first started, I did like vlogs, just like little things like going up to the Dells. And, um, and then I ended up having a buddy that we both really liked talking sports and we had some time on our hands. So I'm like, Hey, you want to do something? And, uh, and we ended up making a little podcast and it was terrible. It was, it was so bad, but overall, like looking back on some of those episodes, I nailed some good things. You know, I nailed Joe Burrow going number one over Tua. And that was back when like everyone was tanking for Tua. So that was big. That was, that was a big hitter. And I was in a Wisconsin area and you're the podcast telling people that Aaron Rodgers is being overhyped this season and he's not an MVP. This is before he actually won MVP. I'm just telling you, I was clamoring for Lamar Jackson at the time and everyone's saying it's Aaron Rodgers. He's not, it's not his year. There's many seasons where it's Aaron. It's not this year. So uh, I ended up, I ended up making some podcasts at the time. And, um, and I ended up having an app called sports me reach out to me. And so I kind of went over there and was doing it, it. It was pretty much like TikTok, but with sports topics, you know, you could, there's plenty of people that I met on that app. Uh, Joey Wright, you know, Joey really kind of brought me underneath his wing after I went on that app. And uh, Rum Boys, Robbie, I love Robbie. Robbie, I remember one night Robbie and I were on the phone for like over an hour just talking about life and just like what we wanted in the industry and like what we wanted in, in life in general. And so just like having those few people just tell me like, hey, you should go on Twitter. Twitter's where it's at. And uh, sure enough, I went on Twitter and I saw the Fantasy Football Expo. I saw Robbie actually talking about the Fantasy Football Expo on, on SportsMe. And I'm like, that would be fun, you know, just kind of go and, and go and hang out with people. And I'm a really anxious person. I know I may not seem like it, outgoing, <laughs> but overall, like, I really kind of have to fight my anxiety in situations like that. And just going to the expo last year and everyone really embracing me and, and really just kind of saying, you are, you are one of us. And that's all, that's what I've really always wanted, you know, as it's just kind of having a community where it's like, you're you. We love you for you. Come on in, brother. And that's all I got. So I'm loving it. I met my IBT crew there and I went there with just kind of the mindset like, hey, let's just meet people. If I meet an, meet a good crew that I would want to work with down the road, let's just kind of keep that open mind. And I did. In January, I took the job as a video editor for IBT. And a few months later, I got a promotion to senior video editor. And here I am now. So it's a crazy journey. It's a crazy journey. Just always like bet on yourself. And even when you feel like you're like, you just have nothing left in the, in the tank, take some time, you know, like I'm a person that you shouldn't just push out content. That's kind of why I, I stopped doing podcasts in general is because people like are so, they just want to be the first person to say it all the time. And so mm -hmm. they almost burn themselves out with just being consistent because they hear consistency is key and people love consistency in this industry and consistency doesn't mean shit. If you're going to put out bad videos and bad content, because you're just lowering your expectations of yourself and what people see of you. So don't burn yourself out. Don't be me. And eventually come to a point where you'd rather take the back road than be in front of a camera. Cause you're like, I don't want to, I don't want my schedule to be so hectic all the time. Like it used to be when I was doing videos all the time. So. That's no, I feel you. I feel you on that because when I put these podcasts out, like I'm so sporadic with how I do it, and I just because I mean, what do you? <laughs> I have a life, you know. You have a life, yeah. and 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 getting burned out is something that I've done, and I know a lot of people have done. And you were speaking about that. What do you do to keep yourself from? I know taking a step back and kind of doing the behind the scenes stuff, but how did you come to the process of? getting yourself in a space where you felt comfortable with everything? Well, I think it was overall just like feeling comfortable with who I am as an analyst and what I wanted. You know, I, um, that's another thing I wanted to say is I feel like a lot of people, they'll, they'll preach to, um, on Twitter, like, Hey, check out my podcast, you know, but even in businesses, I always feel this way that like, what's your mission statement, you know, like, who are you as a person? What's your mission statement there? And like, what's your mission statement for like your podcast, your company? So when people like without having a mission statement, you don't really know where you're going to draw the line with what you want to do. 
and you're conti you're continuously willing to overstep that line and burn yourself out. And until you know, like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is who I am as an analyst. Me as an analyst, I don't want fame. You know, people like I love, I love people, I love all the people that they want to um, promote my promote my stuff on Twitter and they want to gain as many followers for me as possible. But overall, I will, pro I promise you, bottom of my heart, I couldn't give a shit about any kind of followers. I want to from I want to influence as many people as possible, but I don't put out content because I want people to follow me. That's not why. Is because I really came into this business with the mentality that like I have all these traits. I don't want fame. I don't want followers and stuff. There are people out there that they need something. Like they need a change of pace in life. And they were they are really hungry for a change in life and and this is the way their way of doing it you know they go to they go to school they go to college for video editing or journalism or whatever i want to help those people get to where they need to be because overall like i'm people view me as a very confident person even though i'm a very anxious person that's what i mean is that you just kind of have to like sell it and i always say like i want to help people push them to where they need to be and as a video editor that was where i felt like okay, I'm still doing with what is consistent with who I am in the industry and what I want. And I wanted to come in as a video editor for IBT because I want, I knew that all those guys are so, I mean, all those people, Katie and Trash and everyone over there as well, not just the guys, but everyone over there is so crazy talented and that if I can come in and help them promote them even more and push that, push their content up a little level, that's all I can do. And that's all I want to do because they're hungry for it. And I love those guys so much. And that was back like when Nate was there. I love Nate and Jen too. Mm -hmm. So I just, that's really what it is, is I want to seek people that are like really hungry for it and surround myself with those people because I'm not a selfish person and I don't, I don't want your fame. I really, I really do bottom my line want to help people succeed in this. And like Josh, like, one of the one of the people I see so clear eye to eye with, you know, with what he does with club fantasy and women of fantasy football is he just really just wants to push people to be great. And I've kind of fallen in life where pushing people to be great, not everyone wants to be great. So you can't push everyone to be great. But the people that do, God damn it, I will work my ass out for you. You know, I want I really want you to be where you need to be because I feel like I'm where I where I always wanted to be with having a community and people that supported me. So if I can help you get to where I'm at mentally, that's all I need, baby. How you doing? Yeah, that's what's up. And I feel the same way. Like all I, I'm like, I started this podcast to help other people out because I'm like, I'm not the only person who was lost trying to figure out what did I want to put out? What kind of content did I want to put out? How did, how do you put content out? Where do you put content out? You know? Yeah. So so I'm like, if I can help everybody who's looking for those kind of answers, then maybe, you know, that, that's what, that maybe that's what my path should be is, is doing an interview podcast with people. So no and more. I love this. <laughs> I love that you really just kind of like, you put the football aside, you know, like it's as great as talking about football is you really just kind of want to get to know people and like who they're following and if they're actually good people or not, and they're not just putting out a fraud. So so far, so good. So, you know. I love you, man. I love, I love you. you too, dude. Um, okay. So, you, video video editing. How did yes. that come about? How did you fall into that choice of how to something to pursue? Um, overall, it was just like, I like when I did. I'm kind of a perfectionist, you know. Really, I am, you know. And I kind of have that Kobe mentality where, if I see something and I know it can be better. I will go out of my way to make sure that I find a way to do that and get that done and learn that skill. And so when I first started, like I told you, like me and me and my buddy, like it wasn't very good is we would just kind of like throw a picture on, on YouTube and then just like press record and talk. And it would just have this. And I wanted to get some visual effects, you know, in there and, and get and work on that. So just kind of, I know you said you don't like editing, but just like being able to cut, you know, within a millisecond of something to make it yeah. blend and make it smooth. I wanted to make sure that if I was putting out content, it wasn't sloppy. So I <laughs> kind of a perfectionist with it. And um, when I went into IBT, like there were so many avenues I could have, I could have chosen, 
um, with someone that used to just do a podcast by themselves, you know, the video editing, the topics um, behind the camera, everything. It's like, well, what do you want? It's your choice. Um, I felt like video editing, like I said, was just like the way to promote people, but um, just being able to have that kind of experience with my own show was just like, hey, you know, I got this skill, I can do it for you. And now it's come to a point like where if I ever wanted to get behind the screen, like Seth is completely down for Hooftu being over on IBT um, or just some kind of revenue, like where, where we uh, collaborate. So who knows? Who knows where the future takes us? You know, maybe Hooftube comes back. I don't know. Well, well Hooftube, Hooftube is such a cool name. Like, how did you, I mean, obviously it's pretty self-explanatory, yeah. but like, I, I, I would never have come up with something like that. So what, what is the thought process about that name and coming up with that? That's what this is. This is like, so overall, like, Hoove is just like one of those names that you can like just throw it in anywhere, like who let the dogs out, you know, or um, so like when I was thinking of something, I'm like, I want something that's like super like original and everyone's going to know it's like, it's me. And I only wanted to do content on YouTube at the time. So I was like, Hooptube on YouTube. There you go. That's perfect. Mm. And it kind of got a little messy at first, like with just like, like YouTube. And I'm like, no, Hooptube. <laughs> and then you have to spell it and it's a whole thing so that's why a lot of times like you'll see me wearing like hooptube merch i'm gonna make some more i promise there you go. And then we'll release it you know who knows maybe like ibt <laughs> i don't know but like that's yeah is hoove is just one of those names i feel like i've kind of gotten into that share and uh madonna territory where it's just like one name that you, you know who it is it's who it's who like yeah seriously and also like i was talking to you because we were having a whole game where we were trying to guess what you do for a living and all this stuff because yeah. it's like what what could Hoove do because he's like so creative and so like you know all over the place it's like wow and so i was like well you know i usually do research for the show usually do at least a little bit of research but it's harder to do research for someone who is just Hoove, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we still, I mean, I feel it's like the best research is the fact. It, or an, uh, an, alley, an alias. It's kind of like an alias, but yeah. overall, it's not like it. I've always been known as Hoove. My last name's Hoover. So, yeah. like, anytime that anyone's known me throughout grade school, what up, it's always been Hoove. So, like, I'm just like, you know, there's so many people that, like, or Justin or Nick, you know, or whatever, like, whatever their name is, it's like, you know someone with that name. Like, how many people do you know named Hoove? You know, like, you could say Hoove in the industry and everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's Hoove. You know, you say Justin and you're like, or Nick, and you're like, Nick Script, you know, Nick Whalen, whoever. Yeah, there, are, there are a lot of Nicks. Yeah. Like yeah. So I'm just like, you know what, call me Hoove. That's it. There you go. A lot I like introduce it. myself at, at parties and that does not work out. They're like, you are a douche. And like, whenever you introduce yourself as Hoove, you're like, who, who, like that's like introducing yourself as like Slim Shady if you're Eminem, like oh, but oh, I'm Slim Shady, and you're like, dude, get out of here, come on, you know. So I'm guessing your girlfriend doesn't call you Hoof. No, she did not <laughs> call me Hoof. It's probably uh, good. We have a lot of like awesome nicknames for each other. I can't name them right now. They're not for you, <laughs> but she would be really mad at me. Like, yeah, we don't want to piss off the girlfriend. We don't yeah, it, it, they're they're cute. They're cute to me, but they're not cute in general. You know, right, like, like stinky. You know, like yeah. stinky's not a cute nickname, but to me, I always tell her like, I love her so much. She's because she stinks. You know, and <laughs> it, it makes zero sense. But to Ugh. me, it's me being stupid. You know, yeah, that's cool. It's cool. Okay, so back to IBT because that's yeah. a great group of people that you work with, and yeah. it's really cool that I didn't really know. I guess I kind of did, but didn't really that you found them through the expo and all of that. Yeah. So for people who haven't been to the expo, but are thinking about going, like, can you kind of explain how it is going there and there being all these people from Twitter and like the internet being there in real life and what the experience is like doing that? Like, I still feel like a small fish in a big pond. So I can, I can totally like explain this, you know, there's some people that are like, Ooh, you're going to get into a little following. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm still like last year when I showed up to the expo, 
I, w- I had no idea what I was going to do. Like, I really thought I was going to, like, need to take some breaks, you know, and kind of like, just, like, walk away and just, like, decompress a little bit. But um, I went down there with the, the mindset, like, there's probably going to be, like, five people that know who I am. And I'll kind of, like, just kind of associate with those groups throughout the weekend. And I showed up Friday night's party. And so many people walked up to me and they're like, are you who? <laughs> and I was like, do you know who I am? Like, I only had like 400 followers at the time. And I'm like, this is so crazy to me. I was like, honestly, just like blown away. I'm yeah. like, this isn't real. You know, like these are big dogs, you know, I'm swimming with all these big dogs and, and here they are talking about like, Oh, you're so creative. I'm like me, you know, <laughs> and um, just throughout the weekend, you know, just kind of like, I really kind of found Nate and Jen early into the weekend and they really took me under their wing and we were having so much fun. Like Jen, it, Jen alone, we should not <laughs> be around each other. We make each other laugh way too much, but Nate and Nate and I are best friends. I love that guy. I can call him any time of the day and he'd pick up, you know, I called him during the draft when Bijan went eighth overall and he knew I was the biggest believer in that. So love that. Love those two. And just like finding a group, you know, going down there to the expo, really keep your options, really keep your mindset open. You know, like you, you'll go down there and there'll be a few people that you're like, I don't think I'm going to vibe with them. You know, I'm a big person about auras and energy and stuff like that. So when you pick up that someone, you, you just have bad energy with that person (laughs) and then you go to the expo and then you're like, Oh my God, you're my best friend. That's like the best, best feeling ever. You're like, Oh my God. Like I had no idea, you know? So yeah keep your, keep your mindset open. Like, don't be, uh, don't be too clicky, you know, like don't like only associate with one group, like really just kind of like talk to everyone, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's there for a reason, um, whether it's to market themselves. And so they'll, they'll talk to you obviously, or it is to kind of just like have a good time and not going to turn anyone down when they're trying to have a good time. So, um, when I, when I met Sven, I, oh, definitely. <laughs> I love Sven so much too. Yeah, he texted me about this interview, so I'll, I'll talk to you about that in a little bit. But oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, <laughs> when, I, when I met Sven, Sven was one of those guys that I knew back, like way back in the day. And uh, when he met me in person, he's like, "You're real." <laughs> and he introduced me to Trash, and Trash was next to Katie, and then Katie ended up introducing me to to Seth, and Scott ended up making his way over here. And look at that. That's the the IBT crew. So yeah, we were hanging out pretty much the whole weekend, going to the expo, going to the hall of fame with them was quite a treat. Let's just say. Oh, a treat. Well, all your friends were like, well, obviously you saw me ask people for questions on Twitter. And then there was a whole thread of people that like, obviously hung out with you at the expo. And that's kind of what Spin was talking about too, was Uh, that specific topic. So I'm supposed to bring up cheese, Oh, <laughs> I'm okay. Not gonna, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Okay. I will explain it because I know people are going to really want to know. After no, they're going to, they're going to want to know, but like, seriously, I'm driving home from, from work and I'm like, I'm getting this, these text messages and yeah, he's like, you go ahead and explain. Okay. So obviously being from Wisconsin, I was thinking what's one thing that I can do to bring down from Wisconsin, you know, give out to people beer and beer and cheese you know so i asked her and i asked wendy and wendy i was going to bring some cheese too so she commented as well i saw that and uh and so i had all this cheese and this beer in my hotel room well i ended up like falling asleep on the roof i don't know there's people know about this story now i fell asleep on the roof it was option it was my choice i didn't pass out up there i wasn't (laughs) And I just didn't want to pay $65 for a lift at four o'clock in the morning. So I was like, I'll just wait it out a little bit and I end up falling asleep. So it's funner to say than the actual story is, but yes, I ended up falling asleep on the roof. Um, so <laughs> when I was there, um, or when I woke up, I woke up at like nine o'clock in the morning and Wendy was leaving that day. And so she's like, Hey, I need my cheese, you know, and you just can't bring cheese to the Friday night or Saturday night party. Like, where are you going to put this cheese? It's going to be gross, you know? So <laughs> we were trying to find a time throughout the whole weekend that I could bring this cheese from my hotel room because I, I didn't stay at the Doubletree. 
Uh, I'm like, I had to go to my room and get this cheese and bring it over. And she ended up leaving. And so uh, we were in the car and they were picking me up from my hotel room for karaoke on Sunday, I want to say, or something. And so uh, they were picking me up from my hotel room and they were talking about Hooves cheese. And I said, did you say Gooch cheese? <laughs> and the whole, car, the whole car just starts bursting out. And I'm not going to do it right now because, you know, I'm not. Have you ever seen Welcome Back, Hatter? Oh, my God. Yeah, but I was, like, really, really little, so yeah. I don't really remember. You know the horse shack laugh? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's my ugly laugh. And so when I have a whole car of people laughing, I'm going to ugly laugh. And so the fact that I, we said Gooch cheese and then I started ugly laughing, like Horshack, like, like I'm not, I'm not going to do it right now. I'm not going to do it. But, okay. but it was so funny. It was probably one of the top five funniest moments of my life. Like I was laughing so hard. I thought I was going to pass out in the car. Like I was worried about <laughs> Seth driving because he was laughing so hard while trying, like driving like this and just eyes almost closed laughing so hard it was a great moment i love that crew like just overall the team bonding like everyone knows this is like the draft night out crew now but like even we got to spend that time together for draft night out and then overall for the party we were like pretty much together and then just all these dinners and stuff that we really we really vibed together and i think that everyone can kind of see that in ibt's work and content like we all really do support each other. Like this isn't an act. Like you can kind of tell when people like just want to like promote content just because it's like, whoa, well, he shares my stuff. So I'll share his stuff. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like we really do like read all of our like everyone's stuff. And we really are like, this is the shit. So I love that crew. I'm top five funniest moment. Gooch cheese. I should get that. I should get that on Hoof Tube merch. You need you need to and rock it at the expo next year. The, that group is great, and you brought up Nate and Jen, and I took a Uber to the Queens Classic draft with them. Uh, we were both rolling in there, me and Jen. We both rolled in, like I was hungover. I'm not gonna air her business, but I was not feeling superb, and it was you know. But we sat next to each other during the draft, and there's a few mysteries from that expo, like the Jen ankle caper um, who stole my nose ring out of my nose when I was sleeping on the roof. Still haven't answered that question. Whoa. Magic. I feel, no, I feel like someone had to go fuck that thing. It's like they're going to come back next year. And, like they took it completely. They took it. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like, they're going to bring it back to you next year. They're going to be like, Hey, have you been looking yeah, for this? Yeah. They'll put it back in when you're sleeping. How did, I, how did I know it was this weekend? Oh, I was on the block the last year or so. Just kind of waiting for my opportunity. Didn't know was, you were going to be here. <laughs> Funny bumping into you here. So, yeah, I love that. Good time. I, I would promote that to everyone. everyone. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and yeah, it it's a blast. And you brought up draft night out as well which is, it's really sad because this is like the first year I didn't go to it. And it was just because I was in that Queens classic. Yes. But I hear it was a blast. And do you want to kind of let everybody, the audience know what that's all about? Yeah. Um, Draft Night Out is an event that IBT holds. Um, it's been running for the last three years, I want to say now, um, at the expo. Um, it's been held at a few different places now, but we've been holding, we held it at the Brew Kettle this year. And it's a huge fantasy football draft with all the analysts and fans and everyone gets together and we have multiple leagues that you had that you sign up for and um, there's there's gifts from trophy smack uh, jerseys that we give away so many raffles. It is such a great time the the energy was through the roof, even though I was running like a bat out of hell. Um, Maddie Kroll said it best. She's like, I was gonna come up and say hi to you, but you were like a pinball machine. You were just like around that bar like six times within two minutes. I'm like, that's it. That's it. So it was so worth it though. Um, all the hard work, we only had like two months of preparation to kind of put that together and it was very successful in people's eyes. So I can't even imagine how great it's going to be in 2024 when we have a full year of experience and a full year of planning and preparation. And plus it's not even going to be like half the IBT crew. It's like now that we know 
more than two months in advance that we're going to be holding this event. We're going to really try to get everyone out there, you know, even like the new, the new crew that just got welcomed into IBT, um, crew and Matt and all them, hopefully that they can come out and uh, really get the IBT experience of knowing what it's like to host, host a draft night out. But who yeah. knows? It might be, it might be held somewhere else. I don't know. Who knows? But, you know, hopefully I can, you know, that doesn't conflict too bad. Like we were going to go there last year. Then we didn't even realize the brew kettle was like right there. We could have just gone to the brew kettle. So we were like, oh. After the, I don't know. If if we go back to back with what we did this year, people are going to be turning down the Kings and Queens Classic to be like, I'm going to draft night out, baby. How are you doing? Uh, I can't tell you how, how much fun it is, you know, like when you're sitting in those uh, – I remember last year going to the draft night out in King's Classic when it was at the Hall of Fame and it was on like two levels. Mm-hmm. You know, it just felt like everything was like so crowded. You know, yeah, it, like, it was like, so crowded. It was so crowded down there. And then the King's Classic was just like its own entity, you know. And I love that vibe of like everything's all together. And like when you're when you're at the expo, you'll kind of get that you'll kind of go into it if you're like me and you're like, I kind of like having my my space to myself and like my alone time. And then when you're there, that goes right out the window. You're like, I'm ready to party. Where are my people at? I want to be around as many people as possible. And draft night out is the place for that. You know, if you're kind of like having that like one-on-one like draft experience where it's like quieter and a little more like uh, calm, that's your that's the place to be, you know, but if you like to party, I like to party. I like my Jesus to party and I like my draft night out to party. How you doing? Hey, that's a great uh, pitch right there. So <laughs> Yeah. Seth, you can keep that. Okay. If you watch. Yeah. yeah. Make sure. Yeah, exactly. Seth, make sure you keep that. Cause you know, who's got some ideas out here. I so like the, the party. That's my draft night out. Party. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. <laughs> so anyway, what were you saying? Sorry. Well, no, 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 no. I was just going to say like, so you brought up the hall of fame too. So what's an experience. And I mean, you went with some awesome people as well, but what was that experience like going into the actual hall of fame? I don't want to give it away too much for the people that haven't gone. Right, right. But, um, I think that this year, yeah, it was last year that Leroy Butler got inducted in the Hall of Fame, right? I believe it was last year, yes. Yeah, because this year it was, uh, oh my gosh, that's going to kill me. That's going to hurt me. That I have this card right here. See, I'm. this is what I do, folks, is when I can't think of a player, I go back to my cards. All these cards, these badgers right here. Oh wow, he's got a he's got a binder for those that are listening to audio form. I I don't usually drop these videos, but I might have to make a special exception for like the outtakes. <laughs> oh, I'm bummed. I'm bummed. Uh, Joe Thomas. So this Joe year, Thomas. Uh, okay, okay. Because I was you know I had Demarcus Ware in my head because that's my boy. But anyway, yeah. Joe Thomas, best offensive lineman of all time. He only gave up one sack in his career. That's awesome. One sack. And he was a Wisconsin Badger, so I loved him. I got to see uh, him get inducted this year. Um, but last year, Leroy Butler got inducted, and I actually went camping with Leroy Butler. So being able to go there his first year of him being inducted was, like, so surreal. Like, my first year going to the Hall of Fame was the same year that he got inducted. Full circle. He's That's one good- of the coolest dudes ever, too. Well, do you have any favorite players that are currently in the league? Like like on the field or like I'd have a beer with because there's two different well okay well that's always fun because I always want to ask people that question and I always forget about who would you want to sit down with if you could name maybe three players from the NFL right now that you'd want to sit down and have a beer with shoot the shit you know just have a good time people aren't gonna like this one but I really would love to pick the mind of Aaron Rodgers I I think Aaron Rodgers is one of the most fascinating people on this planet like just overall there's no one like there's no one like Aaron Rodgers and just like the way of being Wisconsinite, the way that he's been elevated in this state, and I've gotten like to see and hear everyone talk about him. That I would love to have a beer with Aaron Rodgers. Big Aaron Rodgers fan right here. I mean, he um, might want to do other stuff besides just drink, but you guys can go on whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um. Okay, who's another one that I think would be like really fun? Um. I, I was talking to Hope the other day and I said I would have a beer with Justin Herbert, but he's like not one of my top ones. I think that it's a hard question. It's I know. A really hard question. You don't have to answer the rest of it. We can go with Aaron Rodgers. That's big enough personality for three. 
I would say. I feel like if if we sit on it, I could probably name three by the end of it. Okay. If, nope. if at the end we think of it, Boom. I'll name another two. There we go. There we go. We'll see if you can figure that out by the end of the podcast. Quarterbacks? Anybody. Because like I anybody feel like- that's on a team. How about that? Anybody that's it doesn't even matter if it's a press practice squad guy. I don't know if you know <laughs> too many of those dudes you want to hang out with, but you know. If you can get Gardner Minshew hammered, I feel like he'd be really fun. And he then, would be fun, I bet. And Jameis Winston, obviously. Like <laughs> I guess that would be my that would be my big three. Of, like if I could go party with four with three NFL quarterbacks. There you go. That that's my crew. And I feel like that's a wild crew. I kind of want to replace Gardner with another with at least like two starters in the league. I mean, we could make this the next season of quarterback. They could just they could just be you. Good. It could yeah. be just deciding on who's fun to have a beer with. Yeah. Like if no one wants to do it, it's just me like going on and be like, hey, you want to have a beer? And if they say no, then I'm like, adjust your rankings. That could be, I mean, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Just a new couple, a new guest every week, a new couple of guests instead of just them. You get a new guy in there. If they say no, then sure. you can be like, okay, bud. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know what to tell you. I, okay, I think I'm going to replace – I think I figured it out. I think I'm going to replace okay. Gardner Minshew with the, the actual starting quarterback for the Colts, Anthony Richardson. I, I was big on Anthony Richardson, like, before. Uh, I got to give credit where credit's due. Lord, don't lose. Talk me into Anthony Richardson. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was the OG at Richardson's stand, so shout out to him. <laughs> but right before, that, right before the combine this year, I wrote about Richardson. I said, the combine is where athleticism shows. And this guy is so athletic that he's going to go out there and he's going to question if he should be the number one overall pick. You can go back and you can read that. I did write that. Okay. So go back on IT if you really want to check my receipts it's back there. And sure enough, that's exactly how it, how it transpired. So that was a big one. And then Bijan this year, I'm feeling good about this draft this year. So I'm on a hot streak. I've been listening to the right people. Well, that's, yeah, listening to the right people is always, you find those people that yeah. you really, yeah, and then you just start listening and listening, and I don't put out content, because I listen to too much content, so yeah. <laughs> do you like to take in other content besides just fantasy football content when you're listening to pods or checking out articles or whatever? Like, what do you mean, like, like, like different people? or Not just fantasy people? football, do you have other things that you like to check out podcasts or me so you know any kind of topic or thing that you're interested in that you like to listen to okay there's two things people don't might not know about me i'm a huge wrestling fan i love watching wrestling um and then two marvel like i'm i love superhero movies i watch probably more content on youtube of superhero marvel what's coming next what's kevin feige doing well uh, What's the future of Kang in the MCU? Like all these videos, I will binge watch for hours and hours on end. I love superheroes so much. So I probably watch more Marvel and superhero stuff than I do um, fantasy football or, or football in general. You know, I'll be I'll be that guy that goes and sees uh, goes and sees a movie on Thursday night before everyone else because I'm that OC. Like I'll watch. I'll watch Loki season two on Wednesday nights, whether it's good or bad or mid. I don't care. I will be watching it Wednesday night because that is my brand. I love, I love Marvel so much. If I could like follow in Matthew Berry's footsteps and like he was in Endgame, oh that'd be oh top tier. Oh. I can retire. I can never post a post a video again. I can never write another article if I can be in a Marvel movie, even if it's even if they kill me. I don't care. If I could just do it, like that'd be so cool. That would be such an experience. So, well, can I tell you that that would be the first Marvel movie that I would watch ever if I saw you in a Marvel movie? <laughs> I, okay, well, I I appreciate the compliment, but yeah, that's wild. That's I I am a wild individual, so it happens. I was also a huge action figure guy. Uh, mm. I loved having action figures and and you know making them do all these cool little things, you know and acting out scenes and stuff. I've always been an imaginary person. So action figures were like my bread and butter. I didn't need cable. I had my own, my own like lineup of ultimate Alliance every, every day. All day. All day. I like it. Yeah. I was Ninja yeah. Turtles. So I just had the Ninja Turtles doing oh, yeah. the back and forth. Like, hi, hi. Okay. You know, like the, um, the OG nineties one, the OG nineties one. 
because I'm old. Trilogy. I'm 39, Ooh. so I'm an old person. And so. You're right. <laughs> you're not 39. You're right. like 20. Yeah, okay. And a half. I gave you a half. All right. Give me a half. 25 yeah. and a half. Yeah, sure. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, when I turn 40 next year, you know, in February. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> So karaoke songs, because you brought up doing karaoke with the whole expo thing. I know that karaoke is a big deal. I haven't, I still haven't done the whole expo karaoke stuff, but I, I know, I know, I know. But when you go up to do karaoke, what is your go-to karaoke song? Do you have one of those? Um, it really depends on my mood. I, I kind of keep a playlist and like what I'm feeling. Like there's sometimes like where like um, I had no idea I was going to do this song until like Friday night. Uh, trash came up to me and she's like hey we talked about doing a duet we should do this and we did barbie girl because i was the whole ken ken thing where everyone knows me as ken i'm like that's perfect i'll do it so we went up and did barbie girl and i was doing ken and she was barbie and until then i was like dead set on doing enrique iglesias tonight i'm loving you until then oh jorge, <laughs> jorge really wants me to do um purple rain oh but my dad was a was a karaoke DJ, and like yeah. he's taught me certain rules. They're not rules dead set in karaoke, but just overall like kind of keep the vibe going. Rules: you shouldn't do a song over for over four minutes, like in general, like five one hundred percent. No matter what, you shouldn't go over that line, even if you're good. And Purple Rain is so long. Like you can have a good time singing Purple Rain, but like everyone has to really be like down for it and committed and you never really know if that's the vibe so i yeah. like to keep things short um i kind of have like a, like a really like versatile versatile um playlist so let's, let's kind of see i'll look it up right now right. okay I'll, I'll fill this silence while he gets go ahead. I'm gonna well, just because my go-to karaoke song i either do the thong song or I just go up there and I just freestyle rap over a beat. Like I just get a song and then I freestyle over it. So, but I have I to be a that, little tipsy, yeah. but you know. Sure, sure, sure. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's like one song that I actually know all the lyrics to because like there's, I, there's so many songs I get made fun of all the time by my wife, but I just don't um, know words to songs. I'm like, I love that song, but I don't know any of the words to that song. There's a few of them that like, I'm real about how I am as a singer. People think I'm a good singer. I think that I'm an okay singer. I think that there's there's a part in my my wheelhouse that just kind of breaks, and I don't like going to that. I don't like going to that part. So there's a few songs that I can't do, even though I can do like most of them. Like I love doing like "Beautiful Soul" by Jesse McCartney. I don't want another pretty face. I don't want just anyone to hold. I don't want my love to go to waste. I want you and your beautiful soul. Stuff like that. Um, I almost did Drift Away by Uncle Cracker. I almost oh, did that that's one. That's a choice. Um, <laughs> Man. And then I was, I pull, almost pulled the, I almost pulled it on Say by John Mayer. Oh. But too many times you say Say, you know, everyone's got to feel mm. it. Or what was the final one? Learning all these karaoke tips. Yeah. I like it. Oh, I I almost did Crocodile Rock, but I had to be a little more drunk. So Yeah, that's that's probably the one that you have to feel a little more drunk. <laughs> yeah, I can embrace Elton, you know, Elton yeah. can run through me, but that's a hard song to do. Even in general, you know, you gotta commit. You have to commit to those high notes. The Ooh. Yeah. Okay, maybe, maybe I should do it next. Maybe time. you should. I, I mean, it sounds like you can, at least for a little bit. <laughs> you could tap out if you need to. Yeah, and then have the crowd do it. I'll sing, yeah, exactly. Sing to me my loves like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you need so, to actually come and stay till Monday then. Okay, well, you have to convince Sarah. I can do that. Okay. I can do that. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Thing, and he's like, Jen wants to go to bed. Talk her into going to yeah. karaoke. I'm like... <laughs> But, and I did. 
Okay. Well, then I, I will hold you to that. Then I'll, I'll be like, yo, dude, I need your, I need your help here. <laughs> it's really hard to say no to me for, for some reason. Like people like really have a strong time, like a hard time saying no to me in general. I don't know why. Because you're so likable. Isn't that it? People tell me, yeah. someone told me you're I was likable. intimidating. Someone told me I was intimidating. I'm like, that is not true. I am <laughs> the least intimidating person out there. Get to know I me for five seconds. Pounds of bones. That's that's what I am. I am Jack Skeleton with a hat on. That's what I am. A pair of glasses. Well, you you know, I a couple of people were asking about this. I when you meet you, you have fashion. You have a style all of your own. You're kind of a mix of a lot of different things. And that's I think that's one reason why people like remember who because they're like oh yeah it's a dude with the cool sunglasses or it's a dude, you know this that and the other so like what kind of fashion icons do you have out there or who are some of the people that you like look at and you're like they dress pretty dope what does that say I, frank ocean i love frank i could ocean. only see frank and i thought you had a frank gore shirt on i could only see the word frank no, and i frank was ocean. like i'm a huge frank ocean fan um obviously elton um really it's It really wasn't even like I I was always like a fashion guy. Like I, I think it's funny now and I really run with it with the whole fashion thing. It's really kind of like pushed me to want to be a fashion guy is like yeah. this whole brand thing. It's like last year, like I said, but I was anxious. I'm like, what's something that can like differentiate me from the pack? You know, like they talk about like when you're when you're filling out a job application, like make sure that you're different from the rest of the pack. And so I'm like, okay, well, what's something that I can do? So I I put on some some sunglasses, you know, the whole time and everyone knew me as the fashion guy. So then eventually, like when I was the quarterback and I wasn't I had a 0 for 1 with an interception, then I was Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, because I was fashionable and, and I was terrible. So and then it came Ken and then it came back to this where now I'm a fashionista because I I went like all out like I was Fashion Nova, Amazon on top of it. Um, Some other ones, Tyler, the creator. I love Tyler, the creator. Um, I think his vibe is just so, so cool. Um, who are some other ones? I had a list. Like I, I told Oh yeah. You, I did see your list. Timothy list, Chalamet. Like, yes. Harry Styles. Like I love Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Um, Harry Styles just has, is a little, a little more feminine than I am, but yeah. I feel like supported because it's more like the people that are like the game changers, you know, that are just mm -hmm. willing to like break down barriers. You know, right. those are the people, the rock stars, you know, so, um, yeah, Harry Styles more recently has been like more of a big influence for me, but I don't even have like the same vibe overall. It's like, we, we, we both rock pearls and I guess that's the only similar thing I have to Harry, but Timothy has some awesome fashion sense. Sam Smith too. I can't really, he's a little more feminine than I am, but overall I'm, I, yeah, fashion is Fashion is so much fun. Like I worked at right. Nike for two and a half years. And so like, I kind of have a little history of it, but I wasn't like, no one knew me as the fashion guy in high school for sure. Like I had cool shoes, but I was Joe Schmo, you know? So it's really kind of been more of a recent thing. And Heidi used to always, my girlfriend used to always yell at me like, you need to buy new clothes. Like you keep wearing the same clothes all the time. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but like, like I don't like one, who wants to go out and spend all that money on clothes all the time? And two, yeah. like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And then now it's kind of funny that, like, literally, like, two years later, now I'm known as the fashion guy. And <laughs> I, I will go out of my way and go shopping because I think it's fun now. So do you plan your outfits out and everything for the expo then? Do you have those all laid out, like a kid getting ready for school, you know? I had that planned out so far in advance that I'm willing to admit it was probably at least March that I had everything in my carts and then I had everything bought and packed by June for sure. And I didn't wear any, I've never, those were all first time worn outfits because I wanted to make sure that they looked as nice as possible. I am a stylist fraud in a sense. That's breaking news. I am a stylist fraud, but overall going forward, I'm running with it. I'm doing it. You should. I definitely, I, I enjoy it a lot. And it's another art, you know, it's art. Yeah, and that's what I, that's what I was kind of meaning earlier is like, everyone wants to be, everyone wants to be different. And no one wants to be original, you know, or everyone wants to be original. Nobody wants to be different is like, 
I'm a person that, like, as an artist, everything about me is part of the show. You know, like Lady Gaga showing up to the Met Gala. Like, her doing four outfits in one, that's the show. That's the entertainment. Like, yeah, you can put me on front of the camera and I'll entertain you for an hour, but like that's that's a part of it too it's not even in front of camera is who's gonna entertain you it's behind the scenes baby i'll make you laugh and i'll and i'll be dressed to the nine when i do it how you doing how you doing I like how it. you doing i like your outlook on life and all the good positive vibes you got going on and i can see the pupper in the background so and you brought up your girlfriend heidi as well i yeah. i know that you have people animals and a nice group of people and yeah. core group of, yeah, all, all the people under your roof. So what do you like to do in your free time? I, I, I'm, I'm sure hang out with them. What else do you like to do? I really, I'm, people probably view me as like this party guy. And I promise you, I'm not like, I go out and drink at the expo and I come home and I sit with my dogs and I hang out and I talk to people online. Like I, I literally canceled my gym membership for Twitter X for uh, Twitter blue. Like that's how boring of a person I am. Like I don't, don't <laughs> no. I don't even want to go to the gym. Like I know I'm not gonna gain any weight. I've given up at this point. Like well, I'm, you haven't hit 30 yet, so yeah, and like it's so hard. It's so hard. Like <laughs> you know what? You know what? Since we're getting real, yeah. What's something for a se for what second? There is so much of a backwards stigma on like skinny people. Like it's kind of sad, you know. Like in my life, it's it's tried to it's tried to push me to gain weight but like when you're a skinny person and you're constantly telling like hearing like you should eat eat a burger you know like like we're in society we're kind of getting to the point where we don't fat shame i think people really need to kind of like view it on the other spectrum too like just because you want to look skinny doesn't mean you constantly need to be talking about like if people need to be like gaining weight and stuff because for me personally, like I've tried, I've given up. It's not working. I'm waiting till <laughs> 30 till my body just goes to shit and then yeah. I gain all my weight. But I can't tell you how many times a day I hear like, man, you're so skinny. You should eat a burger. Like, I'm like, fuck your burger. Okay. You know what? Respectfully, respectfully. Yeah. No, I get it. Cause I, I mean, I, gained all my weight when I hit 30. It was like, not all my weight, but I started to. But when I was younger, I had a high metabolism and I always wanted to run and do all that stuff. And, right. you know, and now I'm like, oh man, I wish I could eat a large pizza in one sitting and not have, and, and it shouldn't be, you know, it shouldn't be like that, you know, like, first of all, I shouldn't be eating a large pizza, but also I shouldn't have the mindset that, I, you know, like you can't make yourself, you know, be happy once in a while by eating some pizza. And you'd be surprised that I, I do. I eat like a, excuse me, I'll keep that in there. Unedited. <laughs> oh, I already was going to, by the time I get to it, I'm not going to remember what I need to edit, what I don't. So. <laughs> no. But um, once again, I lost my train of thought. There we go. That's all right. My birthday. DK Metcalf. Uh, oh, yeah. I eat like a bag of, bag of candy a day. I have a terrible diet. Candy? What's your I'm, candy of choice? Ooh, I am... Okay, overall, probably not even necessarily like it's a big candy fix. It's a sweet fix. It's like ah. I will brownies. I love brownies so much. Um, cookies from Subway, elite. They do have good cookies. Um, McDonald's cookies when they're fresh are like bomb. Uh, I tried a crumble cookie recently. Not a fan. I'm really not a fan. It just it seems like they could put like half the cookie and like get it more like crispy and it would be like perfect but i hear good. that i've never had one but i've heard yeah. that complaint yeah so overall like i could be a little better but it's still really good and i have an addiction for mountain dew that is like really bad and me too don't worry about it <laughs> so bad. it is so bad but it's so good there's something about mountain dew like i if Ugh, if man. the fda came out and like told everyone that there was like crack and mountain dew i would not be surprised like yeah. even if it's like oh <laughs> that's what it was this whole time or like the whole McDonald's. time they got you yeah or like mcdonald's coke elite i yeah. will go to mcdonald's just to get a large coke and i feel like that's not even like a weird thing like a lot of people do that yeah they do like that the, I love that that's so it's yeah. so good the it's machine elite i love it when they have the like the coke machines that you can press a different 
you know, make your own, what is it, freestyle or whatever? Yeah. And then when I go to the movie theater, I also have an addiction to movie theater popcorn. Like, oh, I, it's okay. I go to a movie at least every other week, probably with like Heidi and I to go. And, um, and if not, I'll go to the movie theater just to get popcorn and bring it home. And then we'll like watch something on TV. Like, I love movie theater popcorn, but the movie theater drinks when I can get a grape flavored Sprite. Boom. Oh, the best. Yeah. That's such an elite soda. I can't even like, <laughs> I love grape flavored Sprite. If they sell that in cans, you'd be about that life. Perfect. Perfect. There's like you, a rank. I should rank my soda. You, you, you need to do a, yeah, like a draft or something too, like a nice soda draft. That sounds like, like, that is a great, sounds idea. like a great idea. Okay. So, before we go, first, I wanted to let you know that this is going to be the 90th episode of this podcast, if my calculations are correct, which I think they are because I have OCD tendencies, so it causes me to go back and check hey, and double check. All right. So 90-90, yep, big no. old 90. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to thank you for coming on the show, Hoof. It, it's been a pleasure getting to know you more. I love you, Chase. You know I really wanted okay. to thank you too for having me. You know, it you're one of those people that when I met in the in the industry, there's a, a few people that I just like really stand out. Um, Kelly, you, uh, Lauren, I love Lauren too, and Linda. Um, you know what? Shout out to all my girls at Women's in Fantasy. Word. Football, all my girls out there. But uh, like, there's just a few people that really kind of like took me under their wing and really made me feel welcome in the industry. And so like, I just want to I just want to publicly vouch for Casey Kasem and get real for Casey Kasem because you have like the golden ticket of all vouchers from, from me. I support everything that you do. I support exactly who you are. You know who you are, what you want. And that is just such an attractive thing for people that want to do business with you. So everyone should want to watch this podcast. Everyone should want to be on this podcast. Everyone should want to promote this podcast because you, my friend are the shit. All right. Okay, well, I I appreciate that so much, dude. I, I really do. Why don't you go ahead and just tell the audience that's been listening? Why don't you let the homies know where they can find your stuff, where you're located, all that jazz. All right. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Hove, Hove, H-O-O-V. You can find me on X at HoveTube. You can go ahead and follow IBT Media on YouTube and all socials. And uh, like I said, I'm the video editor for them. So if you want to support me, support them because they all deserve it. Love you all so much. And uh, yeah, that's really it. I don't really have much coming up in the industry. You might see a few uh, articles every once in a while. Unless I'm like really passionate about something, I don't post like that. So um, just keep your eyes peeled. You know, who knows where the future takes us. So dope, dope. That sounds awesome. I'm very excited. I'm sure everybody else is. There's that excited word again. Anyway, y'all, I appreciate everybody listening for real, you guys and gals. And I'm working on saying guys. That's one of my things. It's not saying guys. Be inclusive. So, everyone. Y'all. Everyone. Y'all. Because I'm from Texas, so we got to get the y'all. We got to get the y'all in there. So, okay. So, y'all, make sure you come back next week or whenever for another episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem. And make sure to remember, oh, don't screw that up. Remember to stay rad. Get real. Time to get real, everybody.